The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And time for a Throwback Thursday edition of Mix Shots inside the SWBC podcast studio here at the Star in Frisco as the Dallas Cowboys are on the practice field as we speak. We're going to throw it back to the starting quarterback to start on Sunday against the Detroit Lions. And, Mickey, we've got other things we'll throw back over the course of the next 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe when we begin the uh, second segment, we can uh, actually show what we were talking about yesterday with Rob Phillips. It's, All right. It's we'll pretty take good you stuff. back in time, and it will be not only Rob Phillips back in the day, but Tony Romo back in the day also, before he became the Cowboys' starting quarterback. And along with that, there's a clip in this uh, show that we were doing of Dan Campbell, hey, by man, the way. Hey, man, you're bearing the lead, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> no, we got <laughs> to get to the them. we got to get to the critical I, stuff, you know, because <laughs> hey, everybody out there is waiting with bated breath for Dak Prescott to come running out for a practice in pads. And when I does that uh, mean bad breath? Bated, <laughs> bated breath. Yeah, yeah. no anxious, anxious. Oh, yeah, bait. okay, anticipatory breath. Okay, because uh, I got you know the TV guys have got to get that shot of him running out right. And That's right. He hadn't yet done it because they because do they're doing quarterback, quarterback school, school inside indoors. Okay. Yes. Oh, dramatic effect. So the offensive lineman came out, and this was funny. So they're coming out, and they're kind of two by two, and the cameramen are basically blocking the field. They got in single file and found a hole, and all ten of them ran right through wow. this little crevice between the cameras. I was like. Where are they going to go? And they they did it single file, and the cameramen didn't move, and they didn't avoid them. It's like, this is our practice field. We're going straight Mm -hmm. ahead. So now they were trying to anticipate where the quarterbacks were going to go when they came running out. I would imagine by now they've probably done it. But this is practice, right? This is practice. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure there was no music playing. I don't, I no didn't, I never, music. I don't recall running out for practice. I recall, you know. Well, they already belaboring the point. They already warmed up inside, like ah. the quarterback school, mm. and then they come out because they're not a part of special teams, basically at that point. Or stretching, they stretch themselves. I, 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 have, I just want to know: Does does Bill have something to tell us today? About uh, your elevator ride down here? Oh. <laughs> I, I, I got a feeling I know what it was. Yeah, man. Talk to me. There was man. nobody on the elevator. There was nobody on the elevator with you? No. No? No. You liar. <laughs> <laughs> He's lying. Well, there are four elevators. Yeah. And they can all f- go down at the same time, yeah, too. Yeah, I know, but this is too much of a coincidence. Were you? Where we, we walked out at the same time? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, we, weren't, we didn't walk out of the elevator. We it walked out of the— not the same the, elevator. Not one the same elevator, okay. but we walked— 
I saw him uh, as I got off the elevator. Mm-hmm. And Well, what you need to understand, Everson, uh, when you own the building, mm-hmm. there's a special parking spot underneath uh, where yeah, so you that's, can just walk out. That's right. Underneath. So I just walked out in my special parking space. Ah, that's right. No, he's talking about the parking space. Jerry and I. Walked. Jerry, and wasn't just Jerry. Who was with Jerry? That was his. That was uh, security, security detail. Oh, well, no. <laughs> okay. I thought that was your security detail. Yeah, so I've got shit. secrets to tell. <laughs> yeah, or right. secrets not to tell. He so. asked all the questions he did in not the in, elevator ride. He did not invite me out on the practice field. Uh, yeah, I saw Where you. did you see us? Where were you? Hey, well, man, you were coming. I have out, my ways. You were man. coming out. I have Jerry my ways. walked on the field, and then you came around right the corner, behind right behind. I saw you getting on the elevator. I saw you pulling. I saw you parking. I saw you entering the. Everson gets his workout walking. Down. <laughs> All right. Well, sorry, I got no stories to tell. No stories. Nothing no. good, right? No. Yeah. No. All right. So, so Dak Prescott uh, expected to take the first team reps in uh, padded practice today. So that'll be the first time since the Thursday before the season opener. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what maybe you know you can do all the time. I mean, you can jump in on this. Everson, but you can do all the throwing you want as a quarterback, but you got to get under center and actually run plays and not throw to basically against air with wide receivers running routes for you. So it's the closest he's going to get, right, to real competition until yeah, the real competition until Sunday. Yeah, you want to see where the DB is going to be. You know how oh, the, how there's the, the going to come out. Yeah, there's the picture. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Well, you're on it, Bill. Dak has run out on the practice field now. This update from the practice field in Frisco, Texas. Now we resume Dak, our regular Dak schedule. Program. Dak Prescott has left the building <laughs> and entered the field. And he has a football tucked under his left arm. Ah, so what's on his uh, right thumb? Oh, I'm and sure it's that blow up this picture here. You can't see is in this particular picture tweeted out by John Machota. Mm-hmm. Uh, you cannot see the right thumb, but there'll be some black tape on it. Okay, we'll take your and word it, for it. And it just goes around where the fracture occurred, and then it goes through the lower part of his hand around his forefinger. Everson, take a close look there. It's, what does that look like? Does that look He's like got a little a little tape, a little. Seems like just a little security tape. Yeah, okay. that's yeah. all it is. Yes, so. All right. And it was 40 passes for him after the walkthrough yesterday. Yes, oh, maybe 50 today. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. You want to get that throwing motion back together again. Muscle memory, right? And that's what he did before the game on Sunday. That they, I, they estimated I, that 50 I, passes yeah, then. And I approved that he was ready to go. <laughs> They asked me, you by the way. Uh, also uh, out on the field was uh, Dalton Schultz. Uh, they listed him as a full participant Whoa, yesterday's okay. walkthrough practice. I think so they were anticipating pre- <laughs> He was fully same. expected to walk yeah. yesterday. Okay, there um, you go. And they were anticipating him to be full go today. I noticed that he was practicing with the brace on his right knee. Uh, I think he had taken it off. I remember they said, oh, he felt more comfortable without the brace, and now for practice he's got it uh, back on. So, uh, And he was out there during the early drills, so he wasn't like rehabbing on the side or anything mm-hmm. uh, the way 
Michael Gallup and Ezekiel Elliott always warm up now every day working on the And he was, scores. I'll also add that he was on the jugs machine long after practice was over. Yesterday? Yes. Okay, that's a good one. So he's, he's, he's prepping. And he better because them young dudes are coming on. Mm-hmm. Better watch out. Uh, and also, James Washington was out on the resistance cords doing his rehab. Uh, so... And, and Simi Fihoko, now I know it's a shoulder, but I saw him running. He was running sprints. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and I got your answer about uh, injured reserve return. Yes. You do get three weeks uh, ramp up if you need them or they want you to have them. But you don't get those other two that we were talking about afterwards. Okay. They did away with that. So, uh, so James Washington, once they designate you IR return, then you're three weeks window starts just like nfi and pup and his has not started yet and his has not started yet but damone clark started two weeks ago right so this his will go through this will be his third game right and they get through uh next week because i think they started his on a wednesday so you go wednesday to wednesday yep it was wednesday october 5th is when he started so so uh, that's an update we can, what we've seen. in all likelihood, then consider Damone Clark probably will be active for the Chicago game. That's uh, that's the possibility. Or on the fifty-three man right, roster, right? And you don't. I mean, you can put him on the roster and right. not play, right? Um, but then he would have a. And, and here's the good thing: you would play a game if it worked that way, and then you got two weeks mm-hmm. to recover because you know how you feel. You're not playing football for so long and. You go out there and get banged around, your body like you're in a yeah, car. I get the idea that maybe they do some of this stuff by design, that they decide that they look at the calendar and they right. say, okay, let's start his three-week window so he could play in that Chicago game. And then, There's some method to the madness. And then you get a week by. Mm-hmm. There's only, I think, one practice that week because they have to let them – have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday during the bye. We have more rules ever since. I've got to see this guy play. Mm-hmm. Yes. You guys are really talking well about this kid. And I haven't seen him play. You haven't? I've no. seen him at <laughs> outside of highlights I, from college. Okay. Well, I've yeah. seen him play at LSU. Yeah. I mean, not on the field, yeah. but on TV. and Yeah. Mickey said the same thing about Micah Parsons. Yeah. He was smart. Uh-huh. He was smart. So if I'm st- I can, I'm still, a Sam, I'm still a Sam Williams guy. And I'm still I said a Sam the same Williams about guy. him, too. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. can pick those first rounders. Yeah. Now, I don't know about getting the fourth rounder. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. You missed the first rounder this this time around. I must. <laughs> oh, oh okay. yeah. So let's let's just remember that. You you didn't you didn't pick this first round. I didn't pick him, mm-hmm. but I picked a tackle. See, he keeps he keeps. You kept saying we need a guard, but you didn't put a name with that. <laughs> no, pick. I had no idea who he was. Yeah, you don't draft a guard in the first pick. Well, well how do you how guards. do you feel about that first round pick now? Six games into I his think it career, was a very good very job good that they job. drafted a tackle of the future. <laughs> Listen to this. Can answer. you imagine where this team would be if they had not made that first round draft pick and Tyron Smith got hurt? Oh, and to- who would be playing left tackle if um, if Tyron if Ty- if they had not made that pick? Because the next tackle that went in the draft was the guy at Indianapolis who was brutal last week, right? Ryman Raymond, however you pronounce it. They didn't his like name. him, right? And he went in the third round. Okay, but 
They Zach, might not. Zach Martin. They might it, not. It, Zach Martin. It, either it'd tackle. be either Zach Martin or Josh Ball. And or then, then, or then, it would have been have to, a veteran free agent right. out there, swing tackle, a Ty Inseki type. No, they would. Who, they, they by the signed, way, this is how things are going in Los Angeles with the Rams right now. They haven't signed him. Inseki last week signed a practice. You saw how bad things were with, with Indianapolis yes. in that Thursday night game against Denver. Okay. With playing their rookie tackle. Well, after that, they signed Inseki to their practice squad. Okay. They this know. weekend, Joseph Noteboom, the left that. tackle for the Rams, went down with an Achilles injury. And did oh, you see who man. the Rams signed off the Colts practice squad? Yes. No way. Yes. Ty Inseki is. Uh, now a member of the Los Angeles Rams. They would have, signed and, and he's got to be on their roster for three weeks. They I would mean, have he signed him off their practice right. squad, so he's going right to the fifty-three. They would have signed Jason Peters sooner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. We would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, we would. No, that would have been the option. We still Jason would have been Peters looking at uh, uh, what is uh, Connor, Connor McGovern. Connor McGovern would probably move over to the other guard, right? And then you have Forniak would come in and play. No, no, no. They no. they would have had. Uh, they would have been doing what they did in the preseason. They worked. They didn't work Tyler Smith at left tackle during mm-hmm. the preseason, as mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so, and then he was at guard. Right. No. <laughs> so there would have been. Uh, there probably would have been another guard that they drafted or something. Uh, I don't know who was next on their board. They would have drafted an offensive lineman of some sort. You think they would have done it before? Well, let's go. Well, it would have been very interesting to see. Yeah, um, they would have had to have done something. They would, would think. have. However, the board was dry. I mean, there were so many tackles that went in the first round. That's what I'm saying. We could have worked with what we have in house. Mm-hmm. McGregor moves over. But Mickey's right. That Jason Peters would have been signed to play. But he wouldn't have been ready. Tackle, to play. But he wouldn't be ready. That's yeah. right. But you would have you would have signed him. When did when you? Did, you might have signed Tyron him. Tyron got hurt. You might have signed Tyron him. Tyron got hurt before the first game. Right. So, so you I'll, sign him then. This is when it was in basically it was when in they signed him. Right. I mean, they signed him when after Tyron got hurt. It was right so. after training camp. And he would he, he, he would have been in the same condition. He would have been injured. You know, he <laughs> yeah. Because he, he wasn't ready. So you would have had to go with Fournier, right? At guard. At guard. Yeah. Yes. Not yeah. tackle. No, no, I wasn't mentioning that. No, oh, that's you why meant, I said McGregor you already goes over. The point McGovern. of all this. Zach, Zach Martin would be at t- tackle. Zach would be at right. tackle. The yeah. point of all this is that Tyler Smith was drafted to eventually be the left tackle. Right. Mm-hmm. They didn't realize eventually, they were hoping that sooner. it would not be his rookie year. Yeah. And there he exactly. was thrown in right off the Right off the bat, and I think he's Doing done admirably. Job. Yeah. Oh, and, right. and one other note from practice: the uh, NFL medical checkup guy is back again, making sure the guys on IR aren't practicing. Oh, okay. As a matter of fact, I saw him. He he went up to Simi Fihoko and made him sign something, like this is your injury that's reported. You have to clarify it, and he signed something for it. Well, guy. but his injury occurred in practice. Right. Yeah, and so there wasn't an obvious injury. There wasn't an injury in a game, like so a you can understand why. That well, they, were... they could look at practice video, by the way. Yeah, how do you think these guys get fined for too much contact? In do the they have season? to actually send them down here? He's come. Every everything can be done. You know, no, they come digitally. <laughs> they come and and actually, so this is the second time in like three weeks he's been here. 
By the way, uh, before they just we go making to, sure you're not jacking around with the <laughs> IR list. Uh, before we go to break on the subject of Tyler Smith, pretty interesting little matchup for him this week against another rookie first round draft pick, Aiden Hutchinson. Yes, uh, for the Lions. Nice. Yes, yeah. So now they, Hutchinson, they move him. Sometimes he rushes from the right side, sometimes from the left side. So they find the soft spot. That's put him. that's one place to to look. And that's kind of I, their I still guy. I like on the him doing hard line. knocks. I thought he was a cool guy. Hutchinson. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah, I thought he was yeah. real cool. Dan yeah. Campbell, real too, cool. huh? Yeah, Dan, too. And man, Aaron Glenn, Man, I saw way. Dan on his highlights. <laughs> I, I knew he was, like, huge. You knew he had to be huge in high school. He looks Did like, you see that? He looks like Frankenstein running yes. the ball, man. <laughs> he had guys <laughs> that were, like— Frankenstein with pads. They were, like, at his hip. <laughs> it's crazy. That must have been the six-man one before he transferred to—what uh, was it? Uh, I, where did you see it? It, it was, was on, on hard ABC, ABC, I think— they yeah, had a, a film of his uh, of his high school coach and or his mom and dad and yeah, high mom and dad, dad high school yeah. But he yeah he oh my looked goodness like, he was huge the jolly green giant <laughs> he was uh, huge and they showed the guy that they interviewed he was on the team and I'm going that guy played <laughs> <laughs> he came to his rib cage yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we're off to a rocking start here on Mix Shots for a Thursday. We're back with more in a moment. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, Can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? (sighs) Great job, honey! Oh. Oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. (sighs) Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. 
Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Back, back to mixed shots. Cape Post Roofing and Waterproofing, part partner of the Dallas Cowboys, from corporate homes to your home. Have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now, 214-225-4860. That's capepostcompany.com. All right. We continue with uh, mixed shots, and uh, we're getting ready for Cowboys and Lions on Sunday at noon. The traditional noon. Back to that. This is a this a throwback week. So, Cowboys playing a yep. noon game on a Sunday against Detroit. Am I right? This is back to back noon games. Probably Chicago with Chicago mm-hmm. coming up next. What does that exactly say about our, our what does that say about our popularity? It's not it our tells popularity. you that <laughs> Sunday night was the most watched game uh, on NBC for a year. Mm-hmm. For a whole year. Or whatever. I don't know what the time frame was. but uh, And it was by a lot. So, yeah. So they need to have us on more afternoon games. That's right. And I don't mm-hmm. mean noon games. I mean, it doesn't like, matter who they're playing. The Cowboys right. are playing. The Cowboys are playing, bro. <laughs> Still the way it is. All right. Go so ahead. are we going to do uh, – you going to set this up? Or are we going to do it now or are we going to do it next segment? Let's do it now. All right. I think Chris has it set up. So uh, Mickey off the top talked about uh, – you know, we uh, said farewell to Rob Phillips yesterday, and we were talking about – uh, where Rob Phillips got his start at DallasCowboys.com, and it was a part of the original Talking Cowboys crew back in 2004-05. Uh, and this clip is from Training Camp 2005 in yes. Oxnard, right? <laughs> yes. And uh, it is a young Tony Romo and a younger Mickey Spagnola yeah, and younger Jones and, and a younger, younger Rob Phillips <laughs> as well. So let's uh, take a look and they listen. We go to Rob Phillips so we can get an email for uh, Tony Romo here on Talking Cowboys. Rob? Yeah, a uh, pretty simple email for Tony from Dennis Truck in Amarillo, Texas. He wants to know, Tony, if something happened to Drew Bledsoe, do you think you're far enough along in your progression that you're ready to take <laughs> over and be the guy? All right. It, what was the answer? Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's the kid's table he was talking about. That was about, the kid's right? table. That's the kid's yep. table. He okay. was off to the side. Because okay. we got that, right? Yeah. And it was only big enough, I think, for three people. But even when we did it through the whole 2004 season. Rob had not season, earned enough yeah. status to sit at the big table. He, he had a little table to the side. And it was a, it was just like an end table, right? It was a small, and he was towering over it. And so, I want to say at one point at Valley Ranch, in the little TV studio makeshift right. closet uh, TV studio <laughs> at, at Valley Ranch, I want to say there was an actual school desk yes, it that was, he sat in. It was, it was the equivalent. Yes. It was. It yes. was. No, it wasn't equivalent. It no, was. It was. No, it was a school desk. It was a school desk, like one of those that you sat in in third grade. Like the, the, the it, you had to sideways in. Right. It. You, you guys had a sponsor. 
Because I saw Bank of America on his on his shirt. Oh well, then maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a rotating sponsor. A rotating yeah. sponsor, <laughs> okay. which still happens to this yeah, day. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> that, that's as we look over our shoulder here in the SWBC <laughs> podcast. Right. Studio. That's not bad video from 18 years ago. Was it 05? It was 05. 17 so years 17 ago. 17 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. We did have, and I've got it somewhere, uh, we interviewed Kevin Costner. Yes, uh, we did. At camp one year. And he was, gr- obviously, he was great. Yeah. But I mean, we talked on and on. I mean, it was a 15, 20-minute interview with, with Costner. So he was know. just out there watching the Cowboys yep, play. Yep, Cowboy one of the, fan. One of he was out there throwing the ball along, around. Really? Yeah. If I, I believe at the time Jerry was staying at his house. Like, he rented you're out his right. house you're in right. Santa Barbara. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. So. so anyway, and we'll have uh, another clip when we start talking about Dan Campbell, by mm-hmm. the way. Okay. All right. We look forward to that. When do you want to start talking about Dan Campbell? Um, <laughs> well, it, I have the clip. If Cl- he if, has if, the clip. If Chris Producer ready, Supreme has the clip. We, so we were going to remind you that Dan Campbell played for Bill Parcells here for a couple years, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and uh, we've got a clip of him. So that was that same uh, day in training camp, and we were interviewing uh, the former Cowboys strength and conditioning coach, Joe Jurassic, and he was talking about guys rehabbing, and Dan Campbell uh, had appendicitis surgery before the start of training camp. And so he was working to the side, and we thought it would be kind of neat to see what Dan Campbell, the football player, looked like as opposed to Dan Campbell, the clean-cut head coach of the Detroit Lions. Stuff, I want to ask you about Dan Campbell. Okay. How he's coming along. Of course, uh, he uh, had the appendix removed. Unfortunately, it was just a, a scope job, and, and they didn't have to do the major, major surgery on it. But he's already out here. Uh, you're working with him on a daily basis. He's in there doing squats, as, the, as Parcell said, in the, in the weight room. And uh, he's really coming along, isn't he? Sure, that's one of the things that goes along with off-season conditioning. Mm-hmm. What happens is you can't prevent all injuries, and then you get something a little bit off the wall, like the appendicitis that he gets. But a conditioned athlete who goes into a surgery can get back on the field a lot quicker than someone who wasn't conditioned. So who is that guy? Joe, Joe Jurassic. Jurassic. Oh, that's Jurassic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I never, I he, never he would sh- He would make sure he had a shaved head every time they started training camp. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how, how tall is Dan? Is Campbell? I want to say six four. Uh, six, I would five. say six he looks, five. He looks taller than that. Yeah, I think just because he's big and tall. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's nothing small about him at all. I think he was that big at high school. Uh, no, <laughs> I know he was that big in high school. His shoulder pads were huge. I mean, his feet were huge. Listed he, at six five two sixty five. Damn, that's big. So you know, and one of the reasons Bill had him on the team was the fact that he was a good locker room guy and he was kind of one of Bill's guys. You know how Bill was big on his guys. Richie Anderson uh, brought in guys that uh, – and and he he wanted them to set the tone in the locker room for him, that he didn't have to go in there and do it. And that was Dan Campbell, and I don't think it's any surprise. I bet to Bill Parcells that he has risen to the head coach uh, of the Detroit Lions. Well, and – Basically, he got his uh, Parcells was instrumental in him getting his starting coaching. Uh, when you look back at giant, at uh, his uh, 
playing career. It started with the Giants. He was a third round. And Campbell was a third round pick of the Giants in 1999. Out of A&M. Out right? of A&M. Four years there. And then when Parcells got the job here, uh, 03 through 05. So he was three years. So he was uh, tight end on the team when uh, Jason Witten was drafted in 2003. Uh, and then he went to the Lions for three years, 06 to 08, and then finished up with the Saints in 09. And, of course, Sean Payton was the head coach there. Uh, and his, so, obviously, he had the same time. Uh, and he would have – might have. I guess he would have been with the Giants, too. He would have had Dan Campbell with the, when Payton was at the Giants as offensive coordinator. Right. So, and then, and then he did he go from New Orleans to uh, and Miami? then to Miami, and so he was a coaching intern in mm-hmm. 2010 with the Dolphins. Okay, tight ends coach from 2011 Who to 2015. Joe, uh, Joe Philbin, uh, the Cowboys' offensive line coach, okay. uh, became it was Tony Sperano first, and so Sperano was the head coach uh, in 2010. Uh, and then Joe Philbin replaced him in 2012, I think it was, and, and he kept Campbell on his staff. And then, of course, Campbell, when Philbin was let go in 2015, Campbell became the interim head coach of the Dolphins. And uh, so he worked his way up there, and then Sean Payton hired him in, uh, as his assistant head coach and tight ends coach in New Orleans and was there from 2016 to 2020. So and then became the Lions head coach was last year. He he was there when Sean got suspended. I think it, uh, Peyton's suspension would have been prior to prior that. to that. I'm pretty okay. sure. All but, right. Okay. I just I, and I do remember the the Miami part because they actually started playing a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Didn't have much to work with uh, at that time. I was just wondering if he had been, you know. Uh, covered by a lot of really good coaches or not. Yeah. You know, because I, I know I was a, a, a part of many great coaches, but I did not have any I, uh, need to coach. You didn't want to. I never wanted to coach. Really? I think it's because of the it, – it wasn't the tutelage at all. That was amazing what I learned. But I also learned that they hated dealing with other people. <laughs> you know, and I'm, that's me. I, I you know, I, it's, it's the ancillary, you know, people that you have to deal with. You know, those those people on the fringe, the, the, the mothers, the fathers, the, you know, the friend, the other coaches, the bosses. You know, I can't deal with all that stuff. And it, it was 2012 was the year that, oh, 2012. Uh, that Peyton okay. was suspended. Right. Um and so those are kind of his mentors in coaching. It was they influenced him, uh, yeah, big time. Uh, going back, uh, he probably would have first met Peyton when Peyton was the OC with mm-hmm. the Giants, mm-hmm. and then probably on his recommendation, uh, he got signed to the Cowboys in uh, twenty uh, two thousand three. And Parcells knew what kind of player he was. And like, Peyton you just was talked here about then. it. How yeah, you know mm-hmm. he was that locker room guy. So right. you could just tell he was going to be a. A coach. It's just a great a illustration coach. of the networking that goes that's into right. no uh, getting it. those breaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what his high school coach said last night, talking about this guy was made to right, be, right. become a coach. He, you, was he was probably the, the, coaching in high school. Well, yeah, he probably was. I mean, as big as he was, he probably knew that he could set a good example right. with I know, his teammate. And, a lot and of if they didn't listen, he, they, he'd whip their ass. Right, well, yeah, that's how you bring about awareness, yeah. <laughs> I know uh, Jason Witten has a lot of respect for him. I happened to run into Witten a month or so ago, and uh, it was actually when Hard Knocks was going on, 
And I, so I asked him, so you're watching Dan on Hard Knocks? He said, oh, yeah, I'm watching it. And in fact, Witten <laughs> said that he that Dan invited him up during training camp to come speak to the team, but he wasn't able to, to make it because mm-hmm. he's coaching his high school team, Liberty Christian in Argyle near here. And But what – uh, what Witten was saying about Campbell is what he was just hoping that they understand that their talent is not what, where it needs to be right now, but what he is doing is what was evident on Hard Knocks is the culture that he's right. establishing there in Detroit. And so the key on him is don't get off to a one and four start, <laughs> which is what's happened. Uh, and and for them to understand that it takes some time to build that roster up. Yeah. And it will take some time. But I I just think between him and Aaron Glenn, you know, and Aaron Glenn had a couple interviews for head coaching yeah. job, too. Uh, Glenn was great when he was here in the locker room. He was and, of course, of those, he came in 03 also yeah. uh, when Parcells was here. He was one of those guys you can go and ask, you know, stuff about the game, and he didn't BS you. Mm-hmm. He told you. Basically, he used to he used to get on me. He we'd be in the circle around his locker room, and everybody would leave, and I'm still there. And he'd look at me, and goes, "Okay, what do you want?" <laughs> <laughs> Were you that annoying? It became, it became I can't a see joke. You being that no, annoying, man. he knew. Now here comes the good question. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's what it is. That's what it was. All right, I'm looking at their coaching staff. See if I recognize any other names. Mm-hmm. He's Mark- got a bunch of players. Former players. Former players, yeah. Uh, Running back coach. Yeah, the running back coach. Well, Mark Brunel is the quarterback's coach. Right. Oh, nice. Deuce Staley is the running back coach. Yeah, Deuce Staley is the – Deuce and Aaron Glenn, they they have a very spirited relationship. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. On hard knocks they show that. On hard knocks. There you go. Pretty competitive is what you're trying to say. Antoine Randall-L is the wide receiver's coach. Kelvin Shepard is the linebacker's coach. So there you go. And we've got more of Big Shots coming your way in just a moment. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh. She's doing great. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, Can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? (sighs) Great job, honey. Oh, Oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. (sighs) Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, 
United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back, back to mixed shots. Get your game day mentality on with the Dallas Cowboys official sideline gear inspired by coaches and players made for all of Cowboys Nation. Head to the nearest pro shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com. A fanatics experience. Experience. <laughs> experience. Yes. Sound like my nephew. <laughs> my little baby nephew. Experience. It's an experience. <laughs> Okay, you done with that, Reed? I am done with that, <laughs> What else you got on your legal pad there? Well, the, uh, the other thing, one last thing on, on Campbell. We were talking about him uh, playing six-on-six six football. Mm-hmm. It was in Morgan, Texas. No, no, I'm sorry. I take it back. Uh, he was raised on a family ranch where he helped raise cattle. The closest town to him was Morgan, Texas, which had one intersection, no stoplights, six to ten students per graduating class, wow. and 400 total residents. So to have the opportunity to play six-on-six football at Morgan High School, can't, he ended up transferring to Glen Rose as a sophomore mm-hmm. so he could play 11-on-11. Mm-hmm. And his nickname was Boone. As in... I does it say why B O O N is it Nancy? B O O N E Boone. Boone. Hmm. Hmm. And I assume Morgan is fairly close to Glen Rose, which is southwest of Fort Worth. Yes. Okay. The uh, Morgan Eagles, just letting you know. And Bill. Glen Rose is approximately, it says here, seventy miles from AT and T Stadium. Okay. So there you go. That's what we know about Dan Campbell. Now, what else do we know about these Detroit Lions? <laughs> no, we, we, well, we I've spent got, a lot of time on Dan. I've got notes here <laughs> talking about how well they have run the football. Mm-hmm. We talked They've about this They've got the second-ranked offense, third-ranked in defense, and here are the totals. Against Philadelphia, they ran for 181 yards. Against Washington, they ran for 191 yards. Against Minnesota, 134 Seattle 145, and even though they got shut out by New England, they ran for 101 yards. So if you put all that together with the exception, you know, of the New England game, well, with the New England game, they're averaging 151 yards a game. You said they were number three in defense? No, uh, rushing offense. Oh, okay. Right. Defense, they're dead last. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. That's been their those, problem. Those, that, those analytics didn't, didn't yeah. pan out. Yeah, if I, I misspoke, I appreciate uh, uh, Yeah, you're still misspeaking. I apologize. Yeah, you're still mis- yeah, I'm still messing yeah. around, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, 
that's one thing the Cowboys obviously have to be aware of because uh, it sounds like their other running back, DeAndre Swift, is he had missed the previous two games. Uh, and Jamal, is it Jamal Williams? The, yes. He was the their lead guy after that. But it looked like he practiced on a limited basis yesterday. So we'll see if he's ready to get back. So you mentioned that they have the uh, number three scoring offense in the league, oh, number three. two. Okay. Number, it was number eight rushing, I think. But, but as far as scoring offense, yes. they're number three. Right. And total offense, number two. They lost to Philadelphia 38-35. They lost to Seattle 48-45. to And so Dan Campbell has one of the highest scoring offenses in the league, but it doesn't compare to his old six-man football team <laughs> in Morgan, Texas. As the producer Supreme just sent me an update on their season, how it's going, and in their last game, they beat Iredell one hundred seven to eighty-two. <laughs> Those <laughs> so th- games are just insane. Six-man football <laughs> Six-man in football Texas is insane. You have to be in shape, uh-huh. and you have to be able to do more than one thing. And usually, they don't they don't become one hundred seven to eighty-two scores because you. I think there's a forty-five point rule. Uh, if you get up by forty-five, they call a game. <laughs> You're lying. And, no, there's something that's like that. So usually, that's the that's good true. teams win like seventy to twenty. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Do and they wear equipment? Yeah. It's not yeah. like yeah. flag football. Yes. No. Yes. Or seven on full seven. Tackle. No, no, no. no. Full tackle. Yeah. It's full full ball. And you need like to go said, watch a six man. And game. usually, I don't think usually I have. the better players, they are very multi talented. They can throw, run, kick, do all that kind of stuff. It's usually the Tuesday of the state championship week. Yeah, the smaller smaller field. Uh, they they condense the field at AT&T Stadium, yeah. so it's at the numbers. But what you need to do, you need to make a trip out to uh, on a Friday night mm-hmm. and watch six man football, mm-hmm. where you've got the you know under the dim lights of a Friday night, you know, where you get the full. Yeah, taste they, of they it. don't even give them bright lights; they're dim yeah. lights. Dim. I, I actually have a I have a, actually have a friend who <laughs> he and his son used to make trips to watch six man football. It was like a father son deal. Yeah, uh, when when his kid was probably. You know, you know, seventh or eighth grade, and he loved watch, going to watch him play. Did they he just, play? They, Did he play? He was a, he was a player himself. Yeah, and he just uh, it was a father son outing on a Friday night. They they'd pick a six man game each season to go to. So that's, all right, that's, that's, that's an idea. That's, for so you. it's not that's, like that's America, baby. That's, uh-huh, that's, that's little right. America. Yeah, it's not like women's basketball in the day when you played half. Everybody was on their half of like the court. Three on three on each yeah. end of the court. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, you can't cross half court. And way back, they, are we I think old they, or what? They were wearing. This is the old view. They right? were wearing <laughs> skirts. <laughs> that's what this, I think. We they were wearing skirts too. By the way, that's the way it used to be in Texas high school girls basketball. That's right. Well, it was that all over if they actually had it. Because mm-hmm. growing up, they didn't even have women's basketball in high school mm-hmm. when I was there. So, so tell me, the Cowboys are probably going to see certain things in regards to the running game. Yes. Uh, inside handoff jet sweep mm-hmm. will probably be one of them. Absolutely. And we, we saw that. And they're going to make Michael Parsons make a decision. You can't do it rolling out with a quarterback that's not that mobile. So there's some kind of way they're going to still put him in a bind to where he's going to have to make a decision. And I think that inside handoff move is going to be something that the, the Lions are going to count on. That is why he needs to play linebacker 
And if you want them rushing the quarterback as a defensive end, then do it in its third down and passing situation. Third and long. So he doesn't have to make those. And Jarrett Goff won't create the problem that Jalen Hurts did with the RPOs. Like, okay, Jarrett Goff's not going to roll out and keep it. We did put him at middle linebacker a lot in the game. Yes, they did. Mm -hmm. And that's not where he had problems. He had problems – when they lined him up as the fifth guy on the defensive line, I as think a that's linebacker. when we settled down. Actually, when we put him at middle linebacker, as right. opposed to putting him on the line. Do you see how many times Goff has been sacked that's this what year? I was just looking up seven. That's it. That's it. And the Cowboys lead the league with twenty-four. Well, you know what he's going to do? He's going to get rid of the ball real fast. I mean, if he's smart, he's right. going to have all quick throws, and that's going to be the mo against this Cowboys defense. In the future. Well, I want you to explain this to me, though. So they're on pace for 68 sacks over 17 games. Cowboys. In a 16-game season, the franchise single-season record is 62, mm-hmm. set in 1985. 85. That's right. So, But that was the year you guys had a bunch of interceptions, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So the sacks, the interceptions, they go they go hand in hand. hand, in hand? Yes, they did. Well, when you look at that, when you look at that season, we weren't – the powerful, you know, cowboys that we were in the early 80s right. and 70s. You could just kind of see things start to fall off a little bit. And, you know, our, our defensive line, they were the, really the strongest part of our team at that time. So Tom was just letting them loose. He let them loose. And I think at that time, by 1985, he realized that we weren't just a bunch of knuckleheads back there, <laughs> you know, just stumbling into interceptions. <laughs> I think he realized that there was a method to the madness. Right. And that finally became part of our M.O., part of our culture, was sacks and picks. It just took him a while to get there. I'm, I'm wondering, and I didn't, I don't have my media guide. I probably shouldn't even say this. But sacks didn't become an official stat till 82, right? 1982. Wow, so I'm thinking even before <laughs> before that, in in the heyday of Two Tall Jones, Harvey Martin, Randy White, they might have had more than 62. 81. They 81. They probably did in 81. You think? Yeah. I mean, we were. It was crazy. You know, we weren't like I said. We went back there getting toasted. We were picking it off. Yeah. And these guys were. were they were our our lifeline. That that front. That front four was our lifeline. Man, we had we had Bruce, we had uh, Thornton also Bruce Thornton and Larry Bethea as our backups as well. So it wasn't just those four guys: Dutton, uh, White, Martin, and Jones. Mm-hmm. You know, we had two backups that came in with a lot of energy. And you think back to Doomsday Two, like '77, they were awfully good defensively. No telling how many sacks they would have had that year. That was a Super Bowl year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. When they devastated Denver. So are those video of those games not available anywhere? <laughs> Can we not go find them and I go track how many sacks they had? No, those guys that did the research, those two guys from somewhere in Kansas, maybe yeah. Kansas City, Kansas, they went back and looked at all those games and they re-calibrated uh, num- the number of sacks guys had. And in most cases, they added them on and it, it ended up being... Well, where's the game by game? Mart- in Harvey game Martin's, by game. Where, where is it? Where is it? Where did so they, they find be, it? Let's, no, let's, no. Let's, where, where's their work? 
Oh, because if they if they've charted every game, we can we, we can was, we could have numbers. We have the you, numbers. You, can, you can find it. They they listed and they they adjusted Randy White's numbers. They adjusted. Yeah, uh, they adjusted Harvey's numbers. Harvey's yeah, numbers they took too. away two of his sacks. No, they they, they, they did. They <laughs> took away two of Harvey Martin's sacks. That's the tr- that's a fact. I, I need to know where to find and this. And the NFL wouldn't recognize it. Just call they, the NFL wouldn't can, recognize it. They wouldn't recognize the numbers to change their numbers. Yeah, that's what I mean. To make the sacks yeah. official. Yeah. But they went. Why they, not? Didn't tr- they didn't trust that they did the. I want to say they went they all the way. Them. They didn't pay them. Yeah, yeah they did yeah. it on their own and wrote. I don't know if they wrote a book, but they did a study. And I, I think they might have gone back to all the way to 1960. Well, I mean, it seems like the NFL would want to cooperate with them. And yeah. No, that was part of the story. You can look it up. Not now, but <laughs> you can search. He will. Yeah, he I will. know. I, you can search for it. Well, no. Producer Chris will tell you we're out of time already. I, I, I want to know past breakups too, and they had know? it listed because I, I want to know past. Breakups. And they changed. Did they only do sacks? They did sacks, and and they changed the list of all-time leaders in sacks without the NFL. And approval. they compared it to what eighty-two was, and a lot of guys moved way up. Yeah. But they, but they, once again, not approved. Like Jeff Coates moved up because mm-hmm. he lost. Well, we what, can approve it a year. NFL ain't, ain't, ain't trying to hear it. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. All right. I'm going to go on a mission. You go, go find, find it. it. <laughs> okay. All right. And we'll be back for another edition of Mix Shots at noon on Friday. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!